my very good friend, the milkman says. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Up Your Alley podcast. Um, the, the Up Your Alley podcast, rather. I really need to get the name of this thing down because um, I struggle. I really, I struggle with it. Um, that little intro that you heard there was me doing a rendition, my, my best rendition of Fats Waller's, um, I don't know what it's called, my, my very good friend, the milkman, perhaps it's an old jazz song. And yeah, I mean, I guess you could call me skinnies or like thins, thins Waller. <laughs> if he's Fats Waller, I'm like thins Waller or medium, just medium mediums. Um, yeah, just a little random side note. I don't, most of you listening may not know who he is. He was a jazz artist, composer, a writer, a singer. Um, he was prolific, a, an entertainer and he was alive in like, I think he was born in 1904 and he died at age 39, I believe. So he died sometime in the 40s, was not alive for very long, but he had a full musical career. And I've just recently gotten super into him. I um, am kind of, I've been like into thrifting lately. Uh, Some would say addicted. Uh, I don't think I have a shopping problem. I shop no problem. Ha ha ha. But uh, yeah, so I love to get like old vinyl records and I basically just kind of judge them by the cover and take a gamble because they're so cheap that if they're in good condition and the cover is striking me, or if it's, of course, already an artist that I'm familiar with and like, or, you know, it just depends. Like I pick things and genres that I think I would like by artists who look like, you know, I'd at least be willing to give it a try for 50 cents or 25 cents. And anyway, so yeah, I picked up an album by a vinyl record that was put out in the 70s, so obviously decades after Fats Waller had um, passed away, but I, I put it on the other day, and it has just grabbed me. It is, it's got me really in its grips, and I've been so into him for the past few days. I personally get super obsessive with music, and um, I know that not everybody is like that, but I am, and I've always been, so yeah, I've gotten so obsessed with him, and I just, I, I feel guilty. It's like I feel as as though I should have known about him for a really, really long time. I feel like it's very inappropriate and wrong almost like to just be learning of him. Um, and it's just, I don't know, I need to explore it more. I've always known that I've liked jazz and like swing and, you know, I don't know that whole era of music. And I just love music in general, truly so, so much that I literally do not have the words to describe. Um, but I really need to explore, I think that era and like related artists, um, to fats a little bit more because he's been really just tickling my music bone, which sounds horrible. And that's not, that is not a euphemism that I would like to be (laughs) recycled. So please don't, please don't use that. And if you do, please don't credit me. Um, anyway, my very good friend, the milkman says, I can't (laughs) Uh, I don't really know the next line, but something I've been losing so much sleep. Um, and he suggests that you should marry me. Uh, I need to stop singing and I don't want to get slapped with a uh, lawsuit or like copyright infringement or anything. So all those rights are completely to Fats Waller, um, licensing and, and writing and copywriting trademarks, any of that. Uh, no copyright infringement intended here. Just a just a newly 
a newly turned fan, I guess. So anyway, uh, yeah, today is my cousin's birthday, my cousin's 30th birthday. Happy birthday, Kayanne. God, I love you. And I'm happy that you got to 30 seven months and one day before I did so that you have a nice little trial period to let me know how it goes for you because um, I'm anxiously, I'm anxiously awaiting that turn in October. That's when it will happen for me. So happy birthday, Can. It is March 12th. Uh, and I suggest that you should marry me. No, <laughs> I need, <laughs> I literally need a muzzle. Um, I have a plan, a loose plan for today. I need to, I need to remark on the current state of affairs and the health crisis that is ongoing in our country and in our world, just globally, period. And I'm talking about the novel coronavirus, COVID-19, um, which I'm just going to call colloquially coronavirus for the sake of this podcast and all conversations that I have had before and will have after, because it's just easier that way. So yeah, this is happening. Um, I'm not going to do like a whole recap of the current situation, partially because by the time this is posted, it is going to be drastically different because it's changing very rapidly. And that's kind of scary, but I did want to come over here and at least get this um, this podcast out and recorded so that I'd have you know some material. I don't know exactly what my plan will be as far as my social distancing um, this time next week. So I personally do plan. I fully intend to social distance and self quarantine as much as I can, even though I'm not ill yet. But that is in my own personal opinion, um, the, the best effort that I can make to hopefully avoid getting ill. So I am going to be trying not to really, uh, go out and do things that are not necessary out in, you know, public or dealing with others kind of going forward from today. So I wanted to get this recorded and I have to say, I have a prediction. I am not a psychic medium. I really just want to get that on the table. So if any of you have ever labored under the delusion that I am indeed a psychic medium, I am here to shatter uh, your, your reality. I am not a psychic medium, but I have a prediction. And I am fairly, I feel very confident that this will come true. I am slated to attend the Billie Eilish tour. That will be here per the schedule of events on the 23rd. What day is that? I don't even know. It's, um, gonna, it's coming to Little Caesars Arena here in Detroit. And I already have my ticket. I'm going with my friend Jamie. And I'm speaking very optimistically here using those tenses. Uh, what I mean by that is that I fully believe that this will be canceled. The show will be canceled. I do believe that it will be a refund will be offered or, you know, it's going to be postponed, um, post Malone, uh, to some time in the future that we, we all don't really know when that will be. But regardless, I don't actually believe that I will end up being in attendance that night as I planned. And I, as I so, so hoped, um, which is just so disheartening and earth, earth shattering. Um, not really, not truly. I mean, I really need some perspective, but it's really disappointing 
to think about. Uh, I understand that it's just for the better and I don't want to be in a crowd of like 20,000 people who are screaming and brushing all up against each other and singing. And, you know, even if for some odd reason they kept that event scheduled, I don't feel like I would be comfortable enough to attend. I feel like my anxiety would just render me unable to enjoy it at all. So I am sort of like mourning this prematurely. And yeah, it is supposed to be on the 23rd. I just looked at my ticket on my Ticketmaster. So it's supposed to be the 23rd. Today is the 12th. It's less than two weeks away. And with the way things are going and the accelerating scope of how everybody, how different organizations and and states and um, segments of the government and whatever are dealing with the coronavirus, I really don't think this is going to go on as scheduled. So um, I have worn to producer Nick's house my windbreaker, my Billy windbreaker that I intended to be my concert costume, <laughs> and it will be the night when I see her. I mean, I don't care. I don't know how long I'm going to have to wait. It doesn't matter. I will be seeing Billie Eilish in concert, and I don't care what I have to do to make that happen other than attend it amidst a breakout of coronavirus. I won't do that. Um, Oh, pardon me. Gosh, I'm so parched to thinking about all this jazz and this music. And so I wore almost in in tribute, I guess, to to Billy and my experience that I anticipated so much and I had such high hopes for, but really fear that I will not be beginning anymore. I wore my little windbreaker. I'm not going to go into like a huge description of it because when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Number one. And number two, when I do see Billy, I am still going to wear this costume. So I'm, it's going to be a surprise for the gram, of course. But yeah, so I'm wearing my jacket and I decided that I want to sit here and just kind of wax poetic on Billie Eilish for a little while. And I'm going to get into the story of how I got into her, I guess, and just why I'm so into her, as into her as I am, and bring up a couple little special pieces um, that, that really speak to me as a listener and as an appreciator of the arts and of music that I've picked up on. Um, I am by no means the first person to probably, I'm sure, have noticed these little elements of her um, artistry and of her of her albums. But, and this is all original stuff. This isn't stuff that I've like seen on Reddit and I'm like recycling as my own thoughts. But um, I certainly hope that her fellow super fans have also kind of picked up on this. And if you guys are fans of her and you haven't really noticed some of these little ties, then hopefully you think it's cool and hopefully you'll go back and take another listen because I think it's these special little nuggets that just sort of elevate an artist and take them to the next level. I don't think that every artist who exists is capable of weaving or even necessarily wants to weave that kind of golden thread, you know, in their tapestry. And sometimes I feel like it, it might just be inevitable. I don't know that it's always super intentional or meticulous, Um, not to say that she just like carelessly puts together her music by any means, but I'm not her. So I can't speak to her process and how it was all 
put together, I can just speak to my process of when I've heard it and what I've heard, what I've taken from it and what is so special to me. So if you don't want to hear me ramble about Billie Eilish, then I have two words for you. Too bad. Uh, Or go away, I guess. I was going to say turn it off, but that's three words because simple math. Um, Yeah, don't feel obligated to like hear this out. But if you want to hear me nerd out for a little bit and just fangirl, then your wish is my command. And I am so happy to be able to emulate the genie in that way. So, uh, okay, Billy. Billy. I wish I could go low enough. That That's the first little tidbit that I want you guys to know. I wish, well, that sounds so bad if that was like a soundbite. Oh my God, I wish I could go low enough. I wish that I could make my voice go deep enough to perfectly... Uh, replicate the very beginning of bury a friend Billy and I always like try but I can't and I can actually I think that for my my natural range I do think that I am able to go um pretty pretty oh this is gonna sound so bad no matter how I say it I can go pretty deep but um not that deep So everybody has limits you know but it's good to have goals so anyway Billy 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 I first heard of Billy last summer, I want to say. It might have been late spring, late spring, early summer of 19. And I had heard Bad Guy on the radio a few times, was not super into it or particularly moved. Gotta be honest, was a little bit put off by the hullabaloo surrounding it. And I also didn't understand it at all. You know, I didn't make any attempt to like stalk her on social media or look up every article about her and see what she was truly all about. So I, because I didn't do that and try to determine any facts, I came up with a bunch of preconceived notions that I stuck to pretty staunchly and then ended up eating my words a couple months later. And this is actually something that I have found Uh, through a lot of self-reflection and examination and uh, therapy, frankly. This is something that I found that I do a lot of. I'm a pretty prejudiced person, unfortunately. And um, just, you know, the prejudgment that goes into me just sort of trying to wrap my mind around new... um, I get, I don't want to say like environments, just new concepts or new ideas. It is rife, man, with, with the prejudice. And I hate it because I'm almost always wrong. I really am. And it's really frustrating to me. Uh, I don't know at what point of awareness something's going to click in me and be like, okay, so stop doing this. I think I'm just, I'm getting there. And I think this is my process because I don't like it. It makes me feel really bad. And most of these, um, you know, preconceived notions or judgments that I form before becoming informed, I do keep to myself um, for the most part. So luckily, it's not a whole lot of damage control that I have to do like with the outside world, but I have to do it within myself after I'm once again proven wrong. And I am proven wrong way more often than I'm proven right about these, you know, these jumping to conclusions like right from the get-go and just assuming that I know. And so it's not something that I'm proud of. I do know that I do it. And it did happen with the the Billy saga. It really did. I heard from word of mouth some people at a little backyard get-together. We were like grilling out and somebody brought her up and was like, do you guys want to listen to her? And I 
was just like, well, no, I mean, it's not that I don't want to listen to her, but I don't want to listen to her actively. So like, I don't really care. And I'm picky and so weird about my music and consumption thereof. And it's just, you know, whatever. So they put her on, they did put her on because two people wanted to listen to her. And I, at that point, I was so resistant. Like I was like, oh my gosh, no, there's just too much hype around this. And I don't understand it either. She's 17 years old. And like, I'd say, what is the deal? What's the deal? The green hair and the, these roots and these outfits. Like I have, I don't understand. I don't really get like how the, these lyrics are appropriate for a 17 year old to be singing. I mean, what? Like, it's just, and I feel like it's just like, like it's a beat. Like that's all it is. That's even remotely remarkable, but I was so salty. And so like, you know, I was just basically the equivalent of with my arms, like crossed across my chest, pouting and refusing to share my chalk with, you know, my little brother. And, uh, so anyway, yeah, they put her on and somebody mentioned, they were like, yeah, well, she, she wears those kinds of clothes because she doesn't want anybody to know what her body looks like underneath. And she doesn't want it to be about her body and body. And I was just kind of like, I know this sounds horrible, but I was like, that's just a little too idealistic for me. I, okay. Like, sure. In theory, I know what you're talking about, but what, like, that's ridiculous. And it's just not flattering and I don't, but it's like, you're missing the point, Allison. And that actually kind of is the point anyway. But so, and I didn't say any of these things out loud. These were all thoughts that I was, you know, having within that's it. And, but I just, I knew that I was not really feeling her and I didn't really want to, like, I was like, no, I don't want to be vibing with this. I don't want to jive with this. I, mm. Like, you know, so uh, that was my first brush with Billy. Believe it or not, I had not encountered Ocean Eyes in 2016 or whatever year that was when that hit or any of the subsequent years. I didn't I did not. I did hear I remember like I can retroactively recognize that I did hear when the I don't want to be you anymore. I don't want to be you anymore on the radio, like late at night, one time. And I had remembered thinking that it was pretty in certain ways, but I felt like the lyrics were a little disjointed. And I also don't know if I was like fully, fully listening and getting the experience. I just remember the vivid imagery that was created by the line, if teardrops could be bottled, there'd be swimming pools filled by models. And I remember also the fact that like the models thing in there sort of made it unrelatable to me. And I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, this was good until I heard that word. Mm. And so I do remember hearing that. I did not have any experience with Ocean Eyes. I don't know how I like swerved that because of course now I'm fully aware of what kind of internet sensation that was when it like hit. But yeah, I avoided that somehow. It was not on my radar whatsoever. And how did I start listening to her? Oh, so I went to Tennessee to visit my family for a week. And that was in the very beginning of August of last year. So it's August of 2019. And uh, something prompted me to, I, you know what I think it was? I can't, I think all it was, was I was a little burnt out on the stuff that I had been like cyclically listening to my own music. And I didn't want to listen to any of that on my drive home. So I decided to give her a try and just listen to her on my Spotify. 
uh, listen to her albums. And um, I believe I'm going to need to look up when When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go actually dropped because I think it either had just come out or it wasn't out. I think it came out in September, actually. So I don't even think that was quite out quite yet, but I think some definitely some of the singles were. So I believe I started with Don't Look At Me, her little yellow album cover, and I started listening. And Copycat is the first song on that album. And I'm not going to lie, it scared the shit out of me the first time I heard that. And it was chilling in a good way. I was surprised, but I was like, oh my God, I like this. But also, I'm scared. And I remember the weather, it was early in the morning, and it was foggy, and it was gray, and I'm driving through the mountains, and it was just creepy. It added an element of mystique, I guess, um, to, oh my gosh, ah, I almost just fell off this chair. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Um, I'm fine. I am back and I'm fine. Um, so yeah, I, I heard Copycat and as soon as it starts, I mean, there's, oh my gosh, what a drop, what a hit. And it just, boom, like gut punches. And I was just like, wow, this is really interesting and scathing. And like, I kind of like this, like what? And it's always an interesting moment when I have to reconcile with myself and be like, Allie, you like it. You didn't want to like it. You thought you didn't like it. You had no good reason to believe that you wouldn't like it. And you know what? Now, as it so happens, you like it. You need to just admit it, get it over with and just enjoy it. Soak it in. And it's just, it's fun. It's like a coming to Jesus talk with myself. I, I honestly have these more often than you might believe, because like I said earlier, I do this kind of stuff a lot and I'm not super proud of that. But yes, I'm like, I like this. You know, I'm going to listen to more. So I kept listening and I want to right here. I need to check on this date because it's going to kill me. I, well, no, that's a little, that's a little dramatic, but oh, are you happy that you can hear all these sounds? Um, I don't know, man. It doesn't, it doesn't matter for right now. Actually, yes, it does. When we all um, and this won the album of the year at the Grammys because, oh my gosh, it is an incredible album. So, oh yeah, it was out. Okay. It dropped in March of 2019. So I started with, I did still start with Don't Look At Me because sequentially that came out first. And I, I really liked it. When I heard um, I Don't Want to Be You Anymore, I, I got to say I was instantly a little bit triggered by the title alone. It frankly reminded me of an ex, and I'm not going to get into it any more than that, but I was just like, oh my goodness. When I actually listened to it though, I remembered that I had heard this on the radio and I got to just kind of sit with it and process it and take it for what it was. And in doing so and in fully listening to that song, I realized that it's not at all a, about a romance or about a breakup or a, a departure of ways. It's about your relationship with yourself. And even on that level, it was super relatable to me. And I completely dashed what I had thought before about the whole thing about models, the line about models. Um, and it's a very, it's like, it's a heartbreaking song, but it's so beautiful. And actually I feel like you could really say that about like any of her songs. So then, yeah, we got into my boy, which is just has such a good little groove to it. And 
I found myself like kind of moving in my seat. I don't want to say dancing because I'm physically incapable of dancing, (laughs) but it was kind of like, you know, seat movement, uh, in a slightly rhythmic fashion. Um, and I loved that. And I thought it was really clever and just had a lot of interesting little little pieces and parts to the way that it was assembled. It's it's not like a linear type of song. It just kind of goes to a bunch of different places that you don't expect. And then Watch. Um, I, at first, was not a huge fan of this, and it was a little bit too slow. And I was just kind of like, eh, I don't have anything that I can really hearken back to to personally relate right now, like to these lyrics. So, eh. But then Party Favor, uh, I, at first I wasn't super crazy about, but... I love the ukulele in that. It's so simple, but it's just so, it's very poignant and I love it. It's a cute, it's a very cute little song. And then Bellyache hits, okay? So Bellyache is like, I'm, I am dancing. I'm dancing. Somebody who can't dance starts dancing. I mean, that's how powerful it is. I'm dancing in my seat and I just, I'm moving and it is beyond my control and it's out of control. My movements are out of control. Nothing looks good. I'm almost in pain, but in the greatest way, like the song is just, it's epic and it stunned me and it stopped me in my tracks. The second that it started, I knew, oh my gosh, this is something different. This is huge. And then, of course, uh, Ocean Eyes, which I was like, wow, this is the one? Like, this is, okay, like, I, yeah, I totally understand, like, why it has all the hype behind it. Um, but it's a little interesting to get into something post-hype, you know, because then you have, like, the ability to look back and to, like, measure it. Like, is it worth all this? Instead of just getting wrapped up or not right away, you know, as it's all kind of spiraling, the spiraling has already happened. So I was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Um, Hostage was like, I really just wanted, I wanted more like my boy and uh, even Party Favor, Bellyache, and even Copycat. Like I wanted more of those. I felt like Hostage was more in line with, I don't want to be you anymore. And um, Watch, you know, they were just kind of like, they're slow. And I was like, yeah, but I want something exciting. Like, Sure, this is pretty, but nah, not my favorite right now. And then I got to and burn, which I I'm just gonna fast forward to like where I am now with Billy and the kind of fan that I am now. I just wanna say that I believe her doing the tracks, watch and burn, and and burn, I guess technically, is so brilliant. And it makes me like when I hear one or both of those. And I don't ever really listen to them back to back because I just listen to the album cover to cover for real. It is such a treat. Like now I have such an appreciation for watch and it's so beautiful. And there are obviously subtle differences and it's, um, it's not as definitely not as alt as, and it's counterpart in burn is, uh, and doesn't have the rap in it, but they just, I feel like they both serve a purpose and they're different, but they work so well in tandem. And it's such a lovely reimagining that still like, I know it's just like an alternate version of the song uh, or that they're alternate versions of the same song, but I feel like they just like, they neither could live while the other, no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> Harry Potter. Neither could live while the other survives. I feel like neither would could be like a standalone if it didn't have like the other part. And I just when I got into and burn, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I slept on watch because you need it. You need it to be the prelude. And it's 
oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. And I actually want to say too, that at the time when I first heard that, I, I did have the like actual thought of, I don't really have any, any experiences that I can directly tie into this. Um, I have since developed, not, not like willingly, it just sort of happened to me, uh, a quasi relationship kind of situation that has since ended, but it like started and whatever. And it really, it it gave a more powerful punch to those songs and it now has like an even deeper meaning to me. And I just, I, it's so deeply personal. Like everyone's individual relationship with music is such a personal thing and it's so individual and special and it's malleable too. Like it can change and it's incredible. And that's what I love about it. But yeah, I'm, I am so impressed by the fact that watch and burn exist. I love the splicing, the titles of them respectively. I think it's amazing. Um, I, I really like Vince Staples's part. Of course, I think it just amps it up to another level. And I love Billy's little bridge that is not in and burn, but it's in watch. Um, I love it. And it is, it's almost like when you're done listening to those, like you do feel like you're on the higher ground. Like you feel like you're the bigger person, but you also feel like you definitely told that per- that other person, I don't want to say him because it could be about anybody, but you definitely told that other person everything that you had on your mind and you're better for it. You, you're, you're just, you're like where you need to be. So yeah, totally like, oh my gosh, in love with that album as a whole. And I always have been, I was a lot slower to the uptake. Uh, as far as when we all fall asleep, where do we go? I literally used to skip like every single song except for my strange addiction, uh, and bury a friend, uh, and bad guy. I, those were really the only three that I listened to. And I thought the rest of it was just, I was like, you know what? It just kind of missed the mark for me. Like that was the initial response I had after my, my first listen through. And that was totally prejudiced too. Um, in fact, one of my best friends, Joy, Shout out to Joy, which is not Jody or Joey, but J-O-Y, Joy. Um, she is a fellow, like, super fan of Billy, and she's loved Billy for longer than I have. She's kind of seen me come around to her, and she has she's witnessed my opinions of her and her music uh, develop and evolve. And we, we laugh sometimes. I'm like, hey, uh, remember that time that I literally thought that Don't Look At Me was so much better than when we all fall asleep, where do we go? And that I literally thought that album had like three songs on it that were worth listening to. Now I am so obsessed with when we all fall asleep, where do we go? I will say there is one song on this album that I, for some reason, am not a fan of, and I have given it so many tries and listens. And there are moments where it'll come on and I won't just like full on skip it, but I usually do. Uh, And that song is track number three, which is Zanny. I love you, Billy, and I fully support everything that you do musically or have done thus far, but that one just ain't it for me, Chief, and that's okay. Uh, I'm not saying that it's a bad song. I just don't have a special relationship with it, and I just, for some reason, am always like, ah, nah, I need to skip this. So what I ended up doing was making my own playlist on my Spotify that is the entire album, but just the skipping Zanny because I just, I get irrationally upset when I have to like pull my phone up and hit the next button. And I just, I don't know, like it's to me, the album is complete. Like my version of, of the album 
And that collection of songs is complete when Zanny is absent. So, uh, yeah, so I did that. And my playlist is called Bill. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's the entire album just in the exact same order, but it doesn't have Zanny on it. So, yeah, I'm not a Zanny fan, uh, but everything else is impeccable. I would like to say that, what is it? So, uh, Wish You Were Gay. At first, I was kind of like against that song, not because of the flack that it caught in the media, not because of like, oh my God, like, wish you were gay, why would you ever, like, that's like, no, 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 like, I get the concept behind it, but I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't feel like this is cohesive, which is so ironic that I thought that because I actually feel like it's maybe one of the most cohesive songs on the album now. And I absolutely am enamored and actually ashamed of how long it took me to realize that this is what she was doing, but I'm enamored with the numbering, like the countdown that occurs in that song. I think it is the cleverest thing I've ever heard. And literally I was, I got super into that song and I didn't even realize or catch on to this like numbering pattern that was happening. The phrasing of, you know, how she was working all that in until like, pretty recently I'm not gonna lie and I just remember always really being stricken by the line um I ain't alone at seven you were six minutes away and then like boom, 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 like the strings or whatever that is that's like plucking afterwards and the way it just kind of like do 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 like hops and I love that love that I thought it was so like sad it's just so sad I ate alone at seven you were six minutes away and then one day I was thinking about like what the I'm like why did I mean, six minutes away, like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. And then I was like, seven, like six, seven. And oh my God, eight. And I was like, oh my God, it's like the joke. Like, why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Allison, like you're onto something. There's something bigger than you. And it's it's not God, it's Billie Eilish. But uh, so I like, then I listened to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, baby, I don't feel so good. Six words you never understood. Um, I'll never let you go. Five words you never say. And obviously, so she counts six, five, four, three. Um, if three is a crowd and two is us, one slipped away. Yeah. So she counts down to one there. And also, can I say that the line, our conversations all in blue, 11, hey, hey, um, I cracked the code on that. I think this is this is what I, I have never tried to like look this up to see if it's generally accepted or if she's even like maybe stated that that's what this is. But I mean, that just means that like she's talking like an iPhone, like iMessaging. It's all in blue, meaning that she's been the one who's just sending all the stuff like over and over and over again. No response from him. There's nothing that's gray. It's all blue. So it's all coming from the sender. 11 haze. So it's just somebody saying, hey, 11 times. It's so, I mean, Jesus, like what a clever... Uh, and so anyway, um, yeah, I, that song is a masterpiece. It's a work of art. It's beautiful. I love the little incorporations of like the crowd, like the cheering and the, oh, and the applause and everything. Um, it is masterful. It really is masterful. Love that song. I really do. Um, I think when the party's over, of course, I mean, it's just, it is stunning. It's, it is so heartbreaking and 
it's just she's so tasteful with the way that she she's so measured too in her vocalizations and it is so subtle and not over the top but it's not I don't want to say understated like it's just it's so appropriate and it's exactly what it needs to be and it just adds to how poignant her work is you know she just she executes it so well and that song really highlights that I think um all the good girls go to hell and you should see you should see me in a crown and all the good girls go to hell I think are really nicely coupled and they stack really well together personally like if that makes sense uh I'm just glad that whoever was whoever made that choice to list them as four and five respectively did that because I think they just they flow and I like them and I like to just kind of bop to them and groove to them they sort of give me the same vibe as when I first heard like bellyache and just still to this day when bellyache comes like you don't skip bellyache you don't turn off bellyache you don't get out of your car in the middle of bellyache like you there are rules about bellyache and you know um I need to wrap this up soon because I am seriously I'm cutting it close on my time and I just realized so I'm not going to get a chance to get everything um out there but yeah this is this is a lot of it so um I think 8 is very sweet and very sad. I think it's a little at first it creeped me out with the morphing of her voice and it's like are you using like a voice modulator? Are you not? Is it a baby voice? Is it like a, uh, it's like a puppet, but then it will just seamlessly like go into just her regular, you know, her chest voice or whatever. I don't know if it's her chest or mixer. I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I do love eight. I love my strange addiction and I have personal reasons. I don't, I'm not going to say anything else other than that, but bury a friend of course is iconic. Really. And one day I really hope to be able to go that low. Um, listen before I go is something that I used to skip and evokes deep emotion in me. Um, it's just, it's jarring, but it's so, I feel like it's very relatable. I think it's explicit almost in its subject matter, but it's an important, a really important song. And it's just, it's lovely, um, for a song that speaks about something so morbid. Um, and it's just like the, the line about, um, uh, taste me the salty teardrops on my cheeks. That's what a year long headache does to you. That's like, oh my God. It just, it makes me feel like I could just got knifed. Not to mention in the middle of that line, what a year long and boom. I mean like the biggest <laughs> drop like ever that just kind of shakes your AirPods or whatever you're listening with. It just rattles around and it's, that is a beautiful song. Now I have to talk about I Love You. Oh my actual God. Ooh, the song I Love You by Billie Eilish is, it's, it's getting... It's getting me misty-eyed over here. Um, that song is, I think it's one of my favorite songs of all time. And if you have never listened to it, and if you, I, 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 I recommend it. I think you should just go listen to it. And just remember like the gravity behind who wrote this and who is singing this and her age and and what she must have seen, like, literally when I hear that song, I think, like, Billy has seen some shit. Billy has lived some fucking shit. Like, what the hell has this girl, wow, how? But, like, at the same time, 
to be able to iterate it in such an incredible piece of art is a feat. And it's also, it's just tragic. I literally am watching a movie in my brain every time I hear that song. There's such imagery that accompanies this. It is such a story told. And you can just, you see, like you see how it happened. You you totally, you do, but it doesn't mean that you can stop like the emotions from crashing in. And it's just, I feel like it's like pleading. It's almost like a begging kind of song. Um, it, it is, but it's also a love letter. And I feel like it's kind of an apology too. And it's also like a goodbye it's there's so much to that song. I ju- I just can't. And then you want to talk about goodbye. You I can't talk about this. Like I also took an astoundingly long amount of time to realize that she was doing what she was doing with that. I don't I don't even want to say what she does in that song because if you haven't listened to this album, um, also there's a tie. The line about um, dying, not dying by mistake in Silver Lake. Um, and then, and I know that's from Zanny. Uh, and there's something, I, whatever. Anyway, I love that. Um, I didn't make notes or anything ahead of time. This is just kind of off the cuff for me. So I'm blah, 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 sorry. I'm a little unrefined in, in some of these, some of these pieces and these remarks, but, um, yeah, goodbye is just, I don't, and then like the little squeaky, like, I don't know if it's saying like, like, please don't leave me or whatever it is. It like, doesn't really sound like that, but it, it almost sounds like you gotta believe me, but I don't think it's that either. And I, I purposefully haven't like looked into this to dissect this on the internet. I'm sure there's people with theories or maybe even confirmed facts who could clarify that kind of thing for me. But part of the puzzle for me and an artist like this is me, you know, developing this on my own, coming around to it on my own and listening to it enough to get an idea, to develop an idea of what I think it is. And it's just, it is beautiful. Goodbye is gorgeous. It is flawless and the most impeccable end to an album that I ever could have wished for. I mean, so yeah, anyway, um, I think that's been quite enough of me just rambling about Billie Eilish. I really could go on about this young woman for for many, many hours. And some people who are closely uh, entrenched in the grasp of my friendship. God, what a convoluted way to say that have experienced me rambling on and on about this collectively for hours. Um, but yeah, I am, I, I have changed my mind on Billie Eilish and I just, I am distraught at the prospect of not really seeing her in a few weeks, but I totally understand that it just, it is what it is. And there's something bigger than me and it's not God, it's Billie Eilish. Um, Anyway, I normally like to wrap up with a rant and I don't have much to say on that front right now other than please social distance yourself, please. Please think about other people more than just your own selfishness. Like if you can, if it's even within you at all, the ability, the capacity, like come on, like let's not be super shitty and I really hope that we can get this together as a country. I'm a little doubtful. I want to be optimistic, but I'm just going to sit back in my little square of the universe and keep to myself and see how this goes from afar. I'm like everybody else seeing this for the first time and unsure of how it's going to play out, but um, I've got my plan to do my best and to 
you know, keep everybody else out of it. If I somehow become infected, I'm, I'm going to just hang out by myself. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. That was like the worst rant ever. I swear to God, I'm capable of so much more, (laughs) but, uh, I gotta, I gotta wrap this because it's been 43 minutes and I need to go. So in the words of Billie Eilish, I love you and goodbye. Please remember to check me out on, check me out like a dirty, stinky old library book on Instagram, um, at up your alley podcast. And that's a L L I E because is there any other way to spell that? No, actually, yes, there are many. Um, but I'm an A-L-L-I-E, so yes. This has been the Up Your Alley podcast, and I certainly hope that you agree that this was right up your alley because uh, actually it probably was not unless you happen to be a niche Billie Eilish super fan like myself. But regardless, I appreciate the listenership, and I will be back sooner rather than later. I don't want to be you anymore. Goodbye, the very good friend the neighbors see. <laughs> I to, I, bye, I gotta go listen to some Fats Waller. This is um, uh, Regs, Regs Waller uh, signing out. Peace. <laughs>